You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Hello, hello. It's episode 334 of the New Utah Podcast. That's better. It was loud in my ears, too, I th- so I tried turning the whole thing down, but that didn't but work. But you can't turn the whole thing down. What's this one that record that does this one, then? I don't know. Oh. Maybe you can. One of them's mine, because it turned mine down a bit. Yeah, one well, of them is the, the one that goes over there. I, I, know oh, that. I think the cat. I think the cat's in here. Like, my, my volumes, my levels are down on the board as well for me, which is weird because I haven't... I think the cats are here doing a podcast or like a raid. I, I don't know. Like, like it's really recording quite low. I wonder if... Oh, here. Maybe if I do this. How about that? Is that better? No. Bring the mic uh, level up here a little bit. That's better. That's a lot better. It's kind of quiet. No one will know. They'll just hear me bitching about it at the start of the show. It's the New Utah Podcast, episode 334. Um, not a prime number. Um, not prime. But here we are. It's um, <coughs> towards the end of October. I guess the middle of October, technically. Um, I went to a concert this last weekend. How went to go see? Went to see, I don't know, some shitty band called Fire of the Gods, hmm. which they're pretty shitty, but then the sound system was really messed up at USANA. Um, so they had the the Who. Uh, Mega Death and Five Finger Death Punch. So I saw posts about a drunk driver. Yeah, so and they hit the transformer. So here's what happened. <laughs> <clears throat> so we all went. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of our friends went to go see the Who. Um, because the Who's awesome. If you don't know who it the Who dude, are, dudes in their sense. It, it's not W H O. It's H U. It's a Mongolian metal band. They're awesome. All their lyrics are in Mongolian, and they're all. If you go get them translated, they're crazy shit. Like. Rise up, you bunch of idiots inside of Mongolia. Let's take over the world again. Like, really crazy stuff. stuff. But the music's really good. Uh, The problem is, so this was at USANA. We were out on the lawn, um, and we've been to a more intimate show with them at the complex where, you know, those rooms are big, but they're not 20,000 people big. Like, the USANA theater, amphitheater, had over 20,000 people. Plus, it's outdoors. So, I mean... I don't know if I've seen USANA that full before. There were a lot of people. I mean, 20,000 plus. Well, Megadeth was there, too. Um, And the average age of the concert goer was very evident that Megadeth was there. There were a lot of 50-plus-year-olds. Because, I mean, you think about it, like, Megadeth's first record was in 84. And they were young when they started. Like, uh, Mustaine's like... I would have been nine. We looked it up. Mustaine is 61 years old. (laughs) And and they're still playing. They're not really throwing a huge like all kinds of shit around the stage anymore because they're in their sixties. But um, the post, anyway, the post I saw was for the Five Finger Death. Yeah, so they were the headliners. Um, but uh, so we went to see the Who, and the sound wasn't great. Like the Who were playing. So when the first band gets on, the sound like cuts out partway through their first song, and they keep singing because they've got amplifiers pushing at them. Their monitors. They've got. They don't. They can't hear what's out there, but no one could hear them. And so finally, they figure it out. And uh, they get it fixed. Sound comes back on. When the Who starts playing, the sound's not great. It You're missing. So the Who, they have horse head violins. So they're like two-string, long-neck violins, like really cool instruments. But they're very mid-range. And you could not hear a lot of the mid-range from the Who. You couldn't hear the vocalist very well. And they have a very, like, 
almost chanty guttural sort yeah. of vocals. Like I really like the who. Um, so it was okay. And then, um, the who are done, uh, and Megadeth comes out. Well, and while the who are on stage, the guitarist for five finger death punch came out and sang with them. Um, they've done a bunch of collaboration work too. The who's freaking amazing. So Megadeth comes out and they do a song and then they stop. And there's nothing for like 15 minutes. And then Dave Mustaine comes on and he's like, hey, we're having some issues, uh, some technical problems. We want to fix those so that you guys have a really kick-ass concert instead of like a so-so not great show from us because you deserve that. So we're going to fix them. We're going to come back out and we're going to do our set. And so they came back out uh, and did their set. And it was a shortened set because they had a lot less time because they were not the headlining act. And he's right. like, I'm sorry. Like, normally we do more. We'll come back out for you guys. Rumor is they're working on another album, which is fucking wild at Megadeth. And they're good. <laughs> like, Megadeth's good. And the the crowd loved them. Um, and we were dying. Like, I don't think Five Finger Death Punch is very good, personally. They got, like, one or two songs that I think are okay, but I couldn't sit through a concert. Sean really liked But there's a lot of people there, and a lot of people liked well, them. And we thought, like, with the crowd, because the crowd was very much that Megadeth age, like, a lot of them singing. Like, looking around, like, they're all in their 50s, like, late 40s and 50s listening to Megadeth. And so John and I were like, okay, let's let's just go. We'll bell, and the others were staying. We thought a bunch more people would bell. No one left. They all stayed. And so apparently, like two or three songs into Five Finger Death Punch's set, power went out because some drunk driver hit a pole uh, or a transformer, which apparently that's happened more than once, and it knocked all the power out for USANA. That's not the first time it's happened. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, the concert got cut short. Um, because you know, power is not coming back. I just saw the post, and then everybody trying to get out of all the irate in the dark. people. And I mean, it's twenty thousand people that paid decent money to go see this band that got cut way short. But there's like you know, Snapchats and stuff after it happened of like when the power goes out at the concert venue, and like all these phones, twenty thousand phones up in the air, but no yeah. sound. So it was. I don't know if it was Five Finger Death Punch their page or just a fan but that's what i saw they're like where are you saw in the power now the drunk driver i'm like oh yeah well five finger death punch made a, a, a you know a couple social media posts about it it was in the newspaper might have been there that i saw yeah i was on ksl or fox this morning about it which i thought was interesting that sucks <laughs> but it was a fun show i mean i like I, I don't go to concerts so um going and sitting on the lawn to listen to one of my favorite bands is pretty pretty okay especially since it's pretty close to home yeah, really close time for you. That's cool. Yeah, so, I didn't have to go get him or anything. No, Bree stayed home. I kept volunteering too in case, <laughs> but luckily his friends are nice and they just hauled him around. So uh, stop watering, please. Um, for yeah. the love of God. Stop and if watering. you're watering the street, asphalt does not grow. Just so you know. Well, and this weekend we're supposed to be in the 40s. Rain, chances of snow. So if you want Maybe your pipes will freeze. Like, stop watering. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot, lot, lot longer for pipes to freeze because that's not even below zero, probably. But um, you just stop watering. You should have stopped a month ago. If you ago. walk outside and your grass is crunchy because you were watering and your and your grass is now frozen, stop watering. I still got people in my neighborhood. Yeah, we do, too. We walk every day and we see uh, a few houses that continue to water every day. It's mid-October. You are supposed to let your lawn go There's dormant. That. 
that bike shop by where you used to work there in Redwood and I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. It it was when I drove by yesterday. I went to the post office to the bank. That I drove. It was still water. They were on one hundred and fourteenth. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were watering. I'm like, why bother? Like mid October. It's this they is, shouldn't have been fucking watering anyway. Like let that shit die. We're in a drought. This is the time to let it to let so it go. The states asked for you to stop watering um, multiple times. Like just stop. We're in a drought. Well, now, as you guys saw when you came over to my house last week, we're digging out our park strip, taking out four or five feet or so every week. Just, but yeah, like just, which is funny because you have a trailer and you could go haul that somewhere. I could. You're just putting it in the dump. I could. Well, I just, I'm just not. Well, one, I'm not in a hurry, and two, it's a lot of hard work. It is a lot of hard work. It is so much work to dig it out because I've got to go. Probably two inches, which maybe doesn't sound like a whole lot, but to That's get a lot. under the root uh-huh. base, because it's pretty thick. However, I'm getting close to the spot where it's all dead, so the rest of it should go pretty quick. Yeah, I want to try and do that. I might actually try to dig it out before winter really hits, um, but I've got to finish winterizing. because the You're the, not going to have time. The rose bushes need to be trimmed back. I'm going to try and do those. You're out of town week. the next two weekends. I realize I'm out of town the next two weekends. I have weekdays. In mm-hmm. the evenings, I've got just about the entire garden clean. I get out. I get a couple hours. I'm still holding on. If it doesn't get below freezing, I'll be happy. Because I'm trying to make sure that the squash mm. let, let them we sit as put, long as I can. We could, we could put a blankie over there. Yeah, this weekend you'll definitely want to. Uh, on Sunday, yeah. potatoes. We st- we got another big harvest of potatoes. Yeah, I got to go weekend. dig out all my potatoes and my carrots. So I've I've harvested about two thirds of my potatoes now. At this point, they've been great. They never got. Real big, but they're the red potatoes, which honestly, the smaller red potatoes are perfect. Better, yeah. Because we can just cook them whole, so. Yeah, so one day this week, it might be Friday, it might be tomorrow evening. Um, I'll probably be spending some time in the yard because we are, I'm gone the next two weekends, so. I got to winterize. Yep. More. It's that time. Unfortunately. Hey, Julia's actually with us today. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Julia. Her oh, her microphone. That means she hasn't talked this whole time. Oh, are you on there? Back. Hello. There we go. She's back. Stop. So she brought her crayons so she could color. Crayons, cool. So she got a new job. We were going to talk about it a couple weeks ago, but oh, I went off for half a second. What are you doing over there? Well, you're breaking it's it. Fixing stuff. Don't shh me. You're breaking it. I will it. do what I want. I shushed you all I want. So Julia's got a new job. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but new job because we talked about you losing your job. Oh, okay. A little bit. We talked about it. That, that's why. She was gone one of the times and yep lost it and then got a new one. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm a Facebook Marketplace associate for Waller's Furniture, and basically I just post listings of their stuff on Facebook and answer, "Is this available?" all day long <laughs> and filter out scammers. Oh, so it's right up your easy. alley. So social media person, I, yeah. Facebook marketplace it's a associate. marketing assistant marketing is assistant. what the technical yeah. term is. That's but. what you should say instead of Facebook marketplace associate when people ask you. Yeah. Marketing assistant sounds way more important. Yeah. It sounds like a way more As soon as you said marketing job. assistant, I was like, oh, that's, I know that. But you throw Facebook in it and it's just old people. Yeah. yeah. However, who's buying Facebook marketplace is a pretty damn good I place like to Facebook buy shit. I've sold quite a bit of stuff on there. You suck quite Can a bit I on there. get a commission? I've actually stopped selling stuff on KSL because I think Facebook Marketplace is a little it's bit better. better. Yeah, there are, the downside is the number of people that just fucking ask you stuff and they're just bots. Like the spammers yeah. are ridiculous. Is this still available? However, I have seen on all of the the murder shows I've been watching because it's Halloween. It's October. 
almost all of them used Craigslist. So stay off Craigslist. That's where all the murderers go. Yeah, it's Craigslist. Craigslist. That's where all the murderers go to find people. And like I saw this one about. Is that even around around anymore, Craigslist? Because that was a thing. So like I I watched this one called something like Worst Tenants in the World. I don't know, something like that. And it's about these professional squatters who they answer an ad for an apartment. They show up with the moving ban, pay cash, move in. And in most states, once they have mail coming to that address, you can't get rid of them. It's really hard to evict people. Yeah. It takes so long. All of them Craigslist. Well, that was an issue. So that was an issue. I don't know if you're aware of this, but especially um, during COVID, Airbnb had had a real problem where people would rent an Airbnb and then just not leave. And then they're establishing residency at that yeah. point, right? So, like, they're there for a week, but they just don't leave. And they're like, no, no, we live here. Well, so one of them I was watching was in New York. One of the episodes, this lady's in New York. And being New York, like, rents three grand a month for this, like, shoe closet. So this dude does that thing. He pulls up and he answers the ad and he pays cash, like, two months worth of rent cash. So that's, like, six grand in New York. But he's got his moving truck with everything in it. Mm-hmm. So he like rushes it and kind of stuff, but she's like, yeah, but I got the money. However, he never pays again. Anyway, he ended up being a five years moral of the story. Yeah. In New York. For free. Yeah. And he, he never paid. But once he had, what the very first thing he did is had his, his mail forwarded there in New York law, which maybe this is everywhere. I really don't It's know. not. It's state by state. And the liberal states like New York and California, their laws are much more on the side of tenancy. Yeah. Uh, and people that live there, uh, you know, a place like Texas, I think, you know, Utah probably has pretty landlord friendly eviction laws, but you still have to go through the eviction yeah. process. It's still, so in, in Utah, I know, I know some of the houses we've done yeah. with Frank, <laughs> three months is about what yep, it takes. It's 90 days. Once so you, once you file the petition for serve. eviction, cause they had that, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about that one a couple of years ago, that horrible, horrible one. Uh-huh. So the day they bought the house, cause they knew exactly what they were doing. They gave the guy the 90 days. On the dot, 90 days, they came with the cops. With the sheriffs to evict them, yeah. Hauled them out. Frank's a really nice guy, though, so he took all this guy's shit and put in a storage unit for the guy and said, I've paid for this storage unit for six months. Here's the key. At the end of the six months, they're going to repossess it and take it back. That's totally on you. But he at least moved all this guy's crap Which is out. nice, yeah. But see, Utah- is nice, too. Utah is, a, Utah is very much a landlord-friendly state in that respect. But it doesn't matter, like, who it is, like- 90 days is 90 days is basically the lowest that I've I've seen out yeah. there in the country like you have to give 90 days notice they establish residency which is mail or a proof that yeah. they've been living there for some period of time yeah, so New York it was mail and the lady the lady's like she'd been there like three or four days and she goes to check the mail and she sees mail for this guy and she's like I, I knew like I just knew this was gonna be a problem. And she actually, through this funky, crazy twist, she, he ended up getting her evicted. Yeah, it's this weird <laughs> shit. Anyway. So don't let people couch surf, by the way. Craigslist. Because you'll get stuck with that. Found him on Craigslist. Speaking of fucked up stuff, we watched, uh, did we finish it? I think we finished it. The Jeffrey Dahmer show. So on, we were talking about I think that we off, have Yeah, we talked one, about it off air. I think we have one or two more, but we were like we're that. through yeah. his side of it. I think we're it's, now going through each of like... Like his dad. I think we ended. I think no, that was the I end think of there it. Might be. Oh, maybe. I so I've been just... watching. I've been watching the the real tapes. So it's on. Is it net? Is it? Is that on Netflix? Netflix, or Netflix is where the, the docu series was. So they have the docu series, but then they also have the 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 actual tapes and the, and the 
the attorney girl that was like 21, 22 at the time who like actually met with him at the prison. Uh-huh. And that's actually what uh, Silence of the Lambs was based off of was their, her interview with him. And anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, so I've been watching the actual like recordings and that's creepy enough. But I've heard that I've heard that the series is like really good, hard to stomach, but really good. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a really disturbing thing. And Silence of the Lambs was not based on an interview from Jeffrey Dahmer. No, that interview part where it's the young girl and the interview, just that part of it. Oh, just the reenactment in the movie. Yes, because I was going to say the book was written before Dahmer was caught. The no. book was written in the late eighties. No, that, the way that interview went. Oh, okay. okay, between. What's her name? Yeah, Clarice. That, just the way that went, they patterned it off of how the interview went with her and and Dahmer. Yeah, I mean the 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 Dahmer interview stuff. Like the guy was so even keel and because he's a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, like he just didn't really like he knew what he was doing was wrong, but he couldn't stop himself. And they do a really like, good job of portraying he the that. man that he loved, and he's like regretful of it. Yeah, I mean, you, they do a really good I job of so, showing that well, conflict. It, it's the it's the complete and utter lack of empathy that I can't comprehend to be able to be like... That's because you don't have a mental disorder like that. To, well, yeah, to, to where your mind is completely blocked, to where you don't you don't even have empathy. It's about what you want and nothing else. Yeah, and, and it's like, well, I know I'm killing this person and, and this is wrong, but... Well, that's why he started eating them. Because he didn't want him to leave him. Right. Well, and that's why he had the head in the box. Because uh-huh. he, he, like, boiled it down and, and so he could take it with him because he wanted a piece of that person with him all the time. Yeah. It's just wild shit, man. Wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that show, as good as it is, like, it took a long time for us to get through it because we had to watch it in bits and bites. Like, we couldn't watch more than an episode at a time, really. It was tough. On a positive note, Shorzy's awesome. That's been hilarious. So I, I watched all of the Shorzy's. Again? Because I watched those a long time ago. I watched, well, I, I watched half of them when it first came out, but then I got distracted. So I watched yeah. the last, there's only like six episodes at the moment, but that I think it's six. But the next season, they're working on the next season. Yeah. It's hilarious. That show's great. It really is. If, if you like, um, oh, what is it? Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. It's the same guy, the same writers, and oh, there's no even some of the same people in it. Yeah, about. you would never like it. No, no, you would hate it. It is hilarious. So, have you watched you watched that one episode with me the other day, Julie? Have you seen any of the other episodes of Shorzy? I've seen a couple with you, but of the Shorzies, mm-hmm. okay. I'm, I'm watching uh, where he's like taking a duke in the the, well, that's the potty, and they're time. like trying to interview him for the in between the hockey game, and he's like pooping while he's talking to them. Well, that, that's his ritual. He poops just him, yeah. at the beginning of every before it starts. Yep, this definitely sounds like a show, and that then I in between hate. each quarter, or is it half? Whatever it is with hockey. That's his his ritual. That's and if he doesn't do it, they they could lose. They're thirds. Yeah, thirds. So yeah, at, in, in at, yeah. Periods, three yeah. periods. But periods. like, there's three of them. Avenue Five. I, I started watching that on HBO. It's got. Uh, is his name Hugh Laurie? Yes. Is that the Doctor yeah, House? Yeah, so you're guy, watching Hugh that right? oh, the without house me now, even though no, we're no, watching no, no, it together. I, so the new oh. season, uh, I think it just started, and so HBO is like, "Hey, you should watch this," and I'm like, "Oh." Oh, it's, oh, it's the, I already watched the first season. I'm going to rewatch it. And it's, it's good, man. It was a pretty funny show. The dude from House. Yeah. The doctor mm-hmm. from House is the, the lead. So he's on, uh, Black Adder is where he got his start. Yeah. With Rowan Atkins. Is it Rowan Atkinson or Rowan Atkins? Whatever it is. Mr. Bean. I think it's Atkinson. Atkinson. 
He's on Blackout. He is the funniest. I love the old Blackout. That's great. So in this show, he's like, he's uh, uh, the captain of this starship, like this luxury cruise liner starship vessel, but he's just a captain in in uh, acting. He doesn't, he like, ca- yeah, he, he's just an actor. He's oh. just the face. So he's the face that's the captain, and like the entire crew is fake as well, you find out in the first season. If you haven't watched it, well, go the, watch it. It's not, not the entire crew, but like the main part of the so crew. So like yeah. Galaxy, Galaxy Quest, that movie? Yeah, except for those people are actually the crew. Like they actually flew stuff. But like, so Hugh Laurie is British, if you don't know. Uh, and you would never know because he had an American accent for years in house. Yeah. But like, if you listen to him interview, he has a thick British accent. Um, but in the show, he vacillates between the English accent and the American accent because he's an American captain, but then he'll slip into the English accent. <laughs> <laughs> on, like they did that on purpose. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because so, like, he's, he's like, because once it it's on, on accident, once the once the like the head people inside of the ship figure out, like the other head people that like the owner and stuff figure out that he's not a real <clears throat> uh, pilot and that he's actually just a, an actor. He'll start talking to them in British, but then he starts slipping up in front of passengers. It's so, hilarious. So kind of like Kevin Costner in the old Robin Hood, where yeah. half the time he's speaking, but with not a British on accent, purpose, but. Yeah. Like but, uh, but unknowingly, I like guess. he's doing it on accident, but the show is having him do it on, on purpose. purpose. Gotcha. Also, as long as we're talking about shows, uh, the the um, the ring, um, the, the Legend rings? of the Rings. Um, oh, well, that TV show, the, the Lord show. of the Rings TV show that they've they've done. I love it. It's fantastic. So good. I I, I heard a lot of disdain for it before. Like, ah, it's gonna suck. Well, because what you're dealing with is people that have actually read the Tolkien stuff and are like in love with the lore of whatever it's called. It starts with an S. It's a stupid word. I can't say. Um, but there's another book that Tolkien started and I think his kid finished um, after he died. That is like the prequel to oh, the okay. Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings stuff. It's the story of, um, you know, Middle Earth in the second age before Sauron destroys a lot of shit and dies the first time. Um, and so, Anyway, it's it's some of that story, but there are characters that are as old as that time because the elves are immortal in his world, and so you have characters playing like Land uh, Alandril and um, Galadriel that are in the movies, and they're not the same people because they're way younger; they're, young. they're hundreds of uh, years younger. Um, but I thought it was really good. But the people that a lot of the people that are bitching about it are bitching about it because it's not following one hundred percent on, but. It's a fucking TV show that's taking liberties on material that's not that even wasn't com- written by that, the yeah by the original that's not author. even that's not even complete like right. it's not it's not a complete universe. This, there's some stories, but like they're stretching this into a TV series, which I've thought is fantastic personally. It's been amazing. It's been kind of fun to try and like oh, guess what's happening and try and figure out cool. things it, that are happening. It's over. Like it, they've. I think they finished. Yeah, the shorter I think that they're season. gonna do like another one. Um, but they're, you know, all these shows now that are out on the streaming services, they're doing like nine or ten episodes for the first season yeah. for the pilots. Um, speaking of uh, the um, Game of Thrones series, the House of the Dragon. Oh yeah, is fantastic. I really enjoyed. I it. I think the Rings one was better, but I do like this one too. That one too. Much more in the the very Game of Thronesy feel of like monarchy and usurping uncle the fucking. crown and a lot of a lot of uncle a lot more like, uncle and brother fucking going on like in this the, one like the like the what? like the yeah. grandpa uh the the lady the 
the church lady on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, I Grandpa know, yeah. fucker. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. But but it's like really, they're really your uncle. Very or, incestual. Or like marrying off like your brother and sister. Not to your step grandpa. <clears throat> but like I, marrying your brother and sister to each other and stuff like that. So it follows real history. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> but I mean, it's so I, I like these shows because these are shows that I've wanted to to see my whole life, and the closest thing we got for the longest time was like Conan. Yeah. Beastmaster, like I still had. There's a fond place. I still place. like Xena Warrior. Yeah, there is a very <laughs> fond place in my heart for shows like that because they were, they were pushing an edge that like just wasn't. I the world wasn't ready for I mean, it. Mid eighties, mid to late eighties, early nineties. But that's all we had, man. Like like science, like good sci fi was like. Um, Battlestar Galactica. And oh, the yes. original one Which was- Which is still cool. The I original like... one was terrible. <laughs> and the remake, I really liked the, the remake. The remake's fantastic. Yeah. I love the remake. But I, we were watching, we watched, oh, a, a commercial came on for, um, Gilligan's Island or something like that, some reboot Just or something. And Jonathan was like, did you watch that when I was a kid? I'm like, yeah, I did. You didn't yeah. have a choice. Like, kid shows went from like six in the morning to like 11. And a lot on a Saturday, maybe. And you watched what was on. That's there was, it was no, just on when it was on. There was no choice. So yep. if you were watching TV, that's what you were watching. Yeah, and there, and like when the president came on, he was on yeah, every channel. On. Oh yeah. Like if you had channel. cable, you could get away with watching something else. But there wasn't a lot of kids programming. I no. still don't think there is. And still just a few channels. This generation, like they don't even have to watch TV. They, they've got their whole well, world is whatever they choose to go. They watch. can watch every. On Simpsons ever made. They can watch every SpongeBob ever, like binge it. Whereas, like when I was real little, we watched the Tracy Ullman show. Oh yeah, my mom let me watch that as a small child because <laughs> the Simpsons started that's, there. Yeah, that's where they got I their remember start. the shorts, the Simpsons shorts on the Tracy Ullman. And show. then it was the Butterfinger commercials from the shorts. Uh huh. And then the TV show came after that. And it wasn't very long. I mean, they, I think it was only like within that first year that they were like, we got something on our hands and they made the show. Yeah. Um, it was not very good though. If you looked at all Man, the animation. You guys are old. Well, in the cart, the, 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 I know the cartoon styling was garbage, but, but at the time that nobody, I mean, it was groundbreaking. It was an adult cartoon. Like that's unheard yeah, there's of. A whole channel that plays and it was an adult cartoons. cartoon. The thing about the Simpsons that has made it allowed it to last with such longevity is, you know, one of those those characters don't age and they don't really like they still you still develop the character, but the the characters in that show there's levels of humor. There's levels of humor that smaller kids get. There's levels of humor that their parents get that they have no idea why mom right. and dad are laughing. That's what makes that show fantastic. Yeah, yep, Bart's it touch. Been- Bart's been in the fourth grade for 32 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's probably appropriate, you know. South Park's been in the fourth grade for a long time, too. That's true. So Stupid Canadian kids. <laughs> I hate those I hate those cartoons I love so it. bad. South Park Canadians, their whole head just like, bah, 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 oh, yeah. the whole head opens. It's All great. Canadians. So anyway, um, that's a, <laughs> that is, none of that has anything to do with Utah, but sometimes it's fun to talk about, uh, uh, the goings on that aren't uh, serious, and that's TV. I don't know. <laughs> uh, just for anybody that doesn't care about shit like this, like I don't, Save the Last Dance is on Netflix now, and it's never been before. You've always had to pay for it. It's free. You can watch it. I do like that movie. It's good. Well, Netflix isn't free. No. <laughs> it's not, but also... You just have to pay for it on top of your Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, 
and I, that's I like, a whole different discussion for another day, paying for things on a service you're paying for. But anyway, we don't need to go down. <laughs> I actually rented Dangerous Minds the other day because I just, I was had a hankering. And, and then what did you do? And then I decided that it was stupid to rent it for half of what I could pay for it to buy it. So at some point, sometime in the next few weeks, it eventually It'll will arrive. And on a, DVD. In DVD, on a what? DVD, not even a Blu-ray or anything. Just and I just want to throw out there, Coolio died, and that was a movie I think that, that really... that's probably why I was really in the mood to watch it. Because he's the one that wrote Gangster's Paradise, which yep. is the song from that movie. And while there are some it. things that are weird, like the boombox that they walk around with on their shoulders and stuff, man, that story's still so poignant and so true. It's kind of sad. Uh, there's some festival someone put on the notes here. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. Do you care to explain it? Crossy Ranch Fall Festival. It's it's a, a, a working cattle ranch in Salt Lake City, which I did not know we had. In the actual city? Just, uh... No, there's no way. No, it's not in the actual city, but if, if you pull it up, it's got the address on it. But they're doing their fall festival now through October 29th. You can do a, a full day pass, but they've oh, got... It's like it, a dude ranch? It's, uh, it's like... Outside of North Salt Lake, so thirty five hundred north, twenty two hundred west. So it is in Salt Lake City technically, but it's basically like it's it's north of the airport, and it should be in North Salt Lake based on the map I'm looking at. But it's probably just right on the edge there. So it's like you take that uh, Redwood Road exit, I think, off of two fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You take like the Redwood Road exit or Legacy, and it's west of Legacy Highway, hmm. right off of that two fifteen interchange. Hmm. Yeah, I had no idea it even existed, but they've got food, they've got a restaurant, they've got, like, I think you can do the dude ranch thing, because they've got day passes. Ram ranch? Like, season, what? Where you ride the ranch? If you know, you know. Oh, I do not know. They have (laughs) admission. You don't want to. All-inclusive admission pricing, they have mega slides, jump pads, zip lines, rock wall, archery shooting range, hula cows, kitty swings, kitty jungle gyms, cornhole. Yeah, a corn pit, hay rides, barrel train, duck races, fire pits, picnic areas, corn mazes, uh, goats, chickens, bunnies, pigs, horses, cows, llamas, sheep, you pick them pumpkin patch, pig races, photo ops, <laughs> hay pyramid, and mini bale maze. They have got a lot of, a lot of shit stuff. going on yeah. over there. Holy crap. I know. That's why when I, I stumbled on it, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. There's like pictures of donuts and stuff. Can't Looks good. Donuts. Okay, with us uh, this week, we have uh, Braden Floyd, the uh, owner and operator of uh, Social Axe Throwing, and uh, I just found out also Bad Caddy Golf, um, yeah. which is pretty freaking cool. Um, and we know Social Axe Throwing. We've been there so a few times. We went there shortly after you guys opened uh, for a birthday party. Which one? The, the one downtown. downtown behind like, yeah, Third the, West? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. behind the, 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 the dim sum place. Yeah, by the dim sum restaurant. They're like by Target. I don't know if I know. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, like know. right in the parking lot of Target. Maybe. No. Open. Oh, uh, I don't know if... You might be talking about my competitor right no. now. No, it was no. So, it's no, social, social access. Uh, third West, right by the uh, Nightmare on 13th. I just don't think we think about... Um, What's yeah, our places? What that sounds about there? right. Where like think... TF Brewing and Fisher are. We're like right uh-huh. around the corner. Yeah. From yeah. Super yeah. That sounds about it's right. It's definitely yeah. that. It's been, a, it's been some years. It's been some years. Got to have you guys back then. It's probably... When did you guys open? We opened that location in 2018. So probably that's probably yeah. It was probably right around the time when I was there open. for 
one of our friends' birthday. Nice. Yeah. No, we've changed quite a bit. You guys got to come back and check it out. Yeah, All we right. should. If you ever we make should. a trip up to Ogden, you got to come check out the Ogden one. Yeah. We, went down, we went down and did some axe throwing, kind of impromptu nice. axe throwing in St. George, and I was like... It's not as this good. This is not as good. Didn't like it as much? No, I mean it's okay. I mean those guys, those guys are they're are trying. doing. They're trying, but they've also got smash rooms in yeah, the same facility. Um, I mean, there's a smash it right by your other place. Yeah. They, so I, that guy, he, uh, his name's Braden as well. And <laughs> he came in. <laughs> How interesting. My, yeah, dude, it was weird. His name's Braden Ferguson, and mine's Braden Floyd. <laughs> so it kind of cracks me up. But he, uh, he came into my Ogden store three years ago now, I think, maybe two, and just kind of was just checking out you know what i mean like yeah, i could tell yeah. i could tell something was up and finally i was like all right what are you doing just talk to me dude i was like what are you trying to do he's like we're trying to open a smash place we we're thinking about either opening like seeing if you guys wanted to open one and like combine them or if we wanted to do and i was like listen i'll help you with that whatever i can help you with as long as you never put axe throwing and i'll never put smashing and we'll call it good <laughs> there's just something about too many fingers in one thing you know what well, I mean? I, where it's just it's too much stuff in one place in one there's place, so yeah. The destruction level is so (laughs) vastly different between the two because, like, the smash place is just absolute and utter destruction, and it is, it is dirty and and I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it's it's super dangerous. Like, I think way more dangerous than axe throwing. Yeah, probably. And so, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say yeah. So when we talked, it, it actually worked out. Jeez, yeah, that picture's from forever ago. There you that's go. Awesome. I just, yeah, I just oh, you pulled up one of the old pictures. Yeah, yeah. That if, it, if, it, if it's bright lighting, it means it was from forever ago because we yeah. changed our lighting. You entirely. had just, I, you guys had just barely gotten yeah, your like, beer I think you license. Just had, like yeah. literally. Okay. You, like I think it. your beer license, you got like a week or two before that. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we talked about it on the on the nice. episode, but. Nice. Yeah, yeah we had a bunch of fun. Yeah, that was the first one in Salt Lake. I don't want to end it on a bad thought if he ever no, no. if he ever listens to it. So we ended up we're buddy, we're buddies now. It ended good. <laughs> he ended up opening up smash it places next to my axe throwing places. Yeah, so yeah. He has one right down. There's the one right next Ogden, to it. Yeah, and then next door to us in Salt Lake, and it's perfect. And there's just uh, there's something to be said about specializing in just one thing mm-hmm. to where now when you go to each experience, they're both great instead of a combined. And they're not both to very say it's bad. Like, and they're both very different. And they're exactly. both they're both fun in their own right. Yeah. Right. So I, I wish I'd have had more bottles because I actually think the bottle smashing is a lot more fun. That's his biggest problem is he has a lot. It's I mean he's essentially having to find like garbage. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's find old stuff, busted stuff, and so that's his hardest part. Does he have a printer like from the office where you can? Do oh yeah. That? Oh so yeah. You do dude. That lots. <laughs> you do that well, whole and you scene. can you can bring your own stuff. And the thing is because of the disposal, like you pay for the poundage yeah. that you bring in, but. It's the it's the glass bottle throwing that is the stuff that like because yep. smashing it's stuff is okay. Yeah, I I feel like the smashing <laughs> stuff is okay, but the bottle throwing is way more fun. I don't me. feel like that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really good at axe throwing. Like axe throwing is a great considering time. that I've only done it four times. Well, because these guys, you guys actually also came out. What was social axe throwing that brought the truck out to your guys' office no, at one time? Was, was that a different, different place. Was it? But Dang. it was fun. It was a ton of fun and I beat everybody. And, nice. and I was like, I learned this at social axe throwing. I told Love them that. Love I learned how to throw axes. And then when we went down to St. George, I beat everybody. Nice. Okay, you got to you turn your mic thing again because you're doing I'm it. I'm learning this. This is a new <laughs> mic stand I'm trying out. So, so I can yeah, be lazy. So, nice. Yeah. Like Which it. is fine, but like when you, you get off center and I yeah, can't, then you can't hear me anymore. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's take a step back though. Um, Brayden and, yeah. and we need to know, uh, what's your birthday month and, and day? My birthday? Nine yeah. twenty-seven ninety-one. If you're looking for it, I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that what means. we're going for. So you're, that's my sign. So, so you're, you're a Christmas a, baby. Yeah. You're a Christmas baby. I mean, well, or September? New Year's. Conception. No, September? That's not. 
Oh, you mean when I was mating? Yes, got you. Yes, I'm a Christmas baby. (laughs) (laughs) Either Christmas or New Year's. It could have been a New Year's party. It probably was uh, up in Logan. That's where my parents (laughs) are from, so probably. There's not much else to do there. No. You've got that week between Christmas and New Year's without a lot to do, so. (laughs) We know your parents. This is what you meant by what questions, right? This is Uh what you said. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. So, I just want you to think about that come Christmas time, you know, as you're you're talking to mom and dad, just, you know, (laughs) think about that. That's what happened. Last, you know, <laughs> back in 1991, somebody so, got tangled up in the tinsel. So Logan, you're from Logan, born in Logan, raised. In I was Logan? born in Logan, but raised in Ogden. Oh, okay. Ogden and Davis County. So my uh, my parents are divorced. So my dad lives in lived in Ogden my whole life, and then my mom lived in Davis County, and they both still live in those two oh. cities. So in and out of both. I most majority of my life was spent with my mom, and then teenager moved in with my dad. And where there. where in Davis County? Uh, Layton. Layton. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they blend together. Leighton, Clearfield, Sunset—they're all the same. Yeah, they're all basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we're Leighton, and then my dad's right, like lived right in the heart of Ogden. Now he lives in South Ogden. But anything past Bountiful on the Northway, I don't know. And pretty much anything past like <laughs> Draper South, you're missing I'm like, out. Eh. If you love like downtown Salt Lake and stuff, and you love how it's like changing, Ogden oh, yeah. is doing the oh, exact yeah. same yeah, stuff. Yeah, Ogden is. It's on a much smaller scale, but it's nice. Too. We're getting. We got four breweries now. Uh, we've got a bunch of new light nightlife. The restaurants that are coming in are awesome. What well, so, you got, like the Fat Cats? Yeah, so like nightlife stuff. We have us, Fat Cats, Smash It. Uh, they're putting in a classic skating rink. Not, wow. not sorry, not classic fun center that's been here yeah. forever. Like another but like an actual a skating rink. Skating rink, and so yeah, that's it's cool. Ogden's Ogden's awesome. So yeah, Ogden's doing yeah. a lot up there. They really changed their image from the days of Al Capone not yeah. wanting to go visit. It's so crazy. They went Al Capone. Yeah, didn't want to visit, and he was scared of it. More scared of that than New York. Yeah. And then it went into like bike town and they had like hell's angels oh, and yeah. rolling through and then it's like now it's tourism off of those things and skiing yeah so it's like <laughs> well, come look at our our gangster past or skiing <laughs> you had awesome. the hi-fi killings in the yeah those crazy late 70s yeah. i mean it was an ugly scary yeah, place yeah. at one time but now it's a total tourist <laughs> town for but Utah. it's awesome well, so Utah standards, yeah. So you you go to school probably there in Layton somewhere. Yeah, I went to Clearfield High. Yeah, yep. and then uh, so what brings you down into Salt Lake, or do you still live up in that? So area? So I still live up there. I live up in Ogden uh, right now. Um, so we opened Social X in Ogden originally in 2017, and like it just it grew like wildfire. Like it just was the newest hottest thing for like I mean it's still an awesome activity and still has it's still a hot item, but those first three years were insane. So, and so I, I'm actually curious. I, I want to ask you a little yeah. bit about that because you guys, oh, I, I remember distinctly, you know, back in, you know, 2017, 2018, no one had ever heard of axe throwing. Yeah. When like, we decided to go, that was, uh, other people were like, that was shit I did yeah. when I was a it's kid in like scouts. Wyoming, yeah. yep. not even yep. in scouts. Yep. Like we would just take knives and axes when we were camping and yeah. huck them at trees. Like well, that. So we did the, I, it had a name where you take the knife, and you throw it at the person's foot. And yes. Mumbly peg. Is that what yeah. it's called? And you have to wipe. So we did that kind of stuff when I was a kid. And then we, we yeah. threw axes, but not like throwing knives at feet. Definitely not something the scouts were endorsing, by the way. Yeah. No, well, that was back when we would, <laughs> that was back when we would go camping with guns and shoot stuff. Yes. And like yeah. nobody really even yeah. questioned or thought twice. That's when you ran out of ammo. But, but so, like, and, oh, and I remember like even when we went, uh, you know, after you opened the one here in Salt Lake, like, there was there was no competition really at that point in time, and within two years, there's gobs. They're like they were mm-hmm. all over the place, and everyone was going doing social axe throwing. And I just remember thinking like, 
Oh, this is a th- like when we went, I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Like there's going to be leagues and it, this is, this is basically bowling for millennials. Exactly. From what I could gather. Like I'm not lum- a millennial. Yeah. Tough person bowling. For the lumber Tough sexuals. Yeah. Like, well, lumber sexual bowling. Yeah. <laughs> my the people. Mo- the elder millennial. <laughs> yeah. And now there really are because now there are leagues. So how, yeah. how, like, how did you have that idea to originally open a social axe throwing place and um, the name is awesome so i want to know how you came up with it yeah. because it's so perfect but it's it. social like right Excellent. on the brink of this fad like taking off because the timing i mean that's business right like any entrepreneur mm-hmm. will tell you like hitting the thing at the right time is is the way you make a huge business so how, how did you decide and like narrow in on that and, and do something so successful yeah i think okay so you make me go back to the start. Um, all right. So I mean, I did ask I you how yeah. you were conceived. So. <laughs> yeah, you did. Ask, yeah, we started right out of the gate, didn't we? Uh, okay. So me, person, like me as a person, uh, my father's own, always owned his own business, and I've always looked up to him for it. He's owned a lot of construction, so he did like one construction company for like fifteen years, and then closed that one down because it got to it got out of hand for him, as in like size and and passion, where he was. Like not, not gloating saying he made a lot of money, but like he was doing like millions of dollars a year in business, but he really wasn't making much more money. This is his side of the story. Then when he was making, when he was doing small amounts of money in business, right? So he started, so he quit the big one and went and did the smaller one. And, um, I've just always watched him and, and seen the capability of doing kind of whatever he wanted almost. And, you know, obviously you still have to work, but he was able to control his schedule. I've always loved that. And so I've always wanted to do something and never quite had the, desire of what it was. I didn't love construction. I just knew I wanted to open a business. Like that was all I would say. But I got into the beer world. I used to be a Budweiser rep. And it's actually when you're doing it for the local city, you'd represent a lot of beers. But like your big one is like Budweiser, right? So I did Budweiser and Bud Light. But then my I did like you went to I did um Keto's and Moab and all these other little guys that are now bigger names. And we did a lot of that stuff and I was put on the bar route. And so I was in the nightlife venue every day all day and just in and out of it selling beer and and I and like they put a lot on you as a beer rep like they want you to help plan events plan nights do new flavors new do tap takeover nights that kind of stuff so I was learning all this nightlife experience and so that was where I was starting to find I was like I love this this is fun I'm having a good time with it um well my dad he had gotten past the point of the construction company and wanted to invest in something else right and so he calls me and goes, Hey, I got a, I got an idea. I want to do a coffee shop. Well, he wants to do a coffee shop that's a tap house because a lot of these new coffees, you can pull them on taps. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so he's like thinking I'm the perfect fit for that. Right. So I go to meet him. Well, the night before I go to meet with him, cause he wants to pitch his idea to me, I see a video of Jason Momoa, the guy who plays Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah, seen yeah. this video? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> so this is like seven years ago now. I see this video of Jason Momoa. Someone hands him a beer. He has a big hatchet in his hand. He's like, I'm Jason Momoa. And he drinks the beer and he goes, I like drinking beer and chucking axes and turn and throws at a bullseye. Well, this was the video. There's two famous ones. The first one, this is the one I saw, was the one where he's indoors at a venue. Like I could see that somebody drew a target in a garage. That's what it was. It wasn't necessarily like an, I don't know if it was a nice venue or not, but it just looked like a target in a garage. And I could like just tell. And then they go, that's going to be our commercial. That's going to be our commercial. And I'm like, what are these guys doing? And dude, just went down a rabbit hole from there. <laughs> Spent the whole night Googling as much as I possibly could. Come to find out. Indoor axe throwing has been a thing in Canada since 2006. Makes sense. sense. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called Battle Axe Throwing, which stands for Backyard Axe Throwing League. And so this guy 
built it and started doing it in his backyard and started playing leagues and tournaments against each other. That's like Fight Club. Yeah, this is like 2006 <laughs> is when this is this is started, um, right? It's crazy. And so that takes off. Well, uh, one another guy sees that or made it on his own. They're so close together, you don't know. But another guy in New Jersey opened one called Stumpies in like 2008. Stumpies, right? that's awesome. Dude, Stumpies went under the radar for like a decade. Nobody caught on. Like they were just there. Cause I think, I think it was 2008 or 2010. So they went like six years, right? So they were way ahead of the curve. They're actually a huge name in the business now, but they were way ahead of it. And so anyways, I found those two things. And then there was a couple little like new names to the business, um, in Canada. And then Bad Axe throwing came on the radar. Bad Axe was the first one to open in the U.S. aside from Stumpies that nobody really knew about, you know. Maybe people did, but I didn't. So they, uh, Bad Axe comes on the radar and they want to open up in Chicago. So I go meet my dad and I, I sit down and he, like, I could tell he's got pictures, he's ready. And as soon as he opens his mouth, I just start puking information. I'm like, no, wait, just listen, just listen, just watch this. And so I'm like, and I, it was in his office and he had, uh, him and his, like, business partner used to, or I don't know if it was one of his partners or if it was my stepmom. One of them had another office in his for a second computer for them to meet with or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just took that computer over and I'm like, just watch, just look at this, look at this. I start Googling and pulling it all up and just pitch the whole thing. I'm like, we need to do this. And nothing. He was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Dude, I was going to talk to you about coffee. He's like, I'm not doing this nonsense. Well, like two or three days later, okay, I'm already like bummed out about that, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. This is going to happen. I'm going to do this on my own because it doesn't take much to put an axe throwing lane up, right? Two or three days later, he calls me. He goes, you should come over to my shop. And I'm like, all right. And so I pull in. I'm like, what's going on? And he's all, I want to build one of these targets real quick. So he went and bought some lumber. (laughs) Okay. And so we build the first target. First target in Utah was built in the back of a construction shop. We throw it up and we just start throwing axes at it and nothing is sticking. Like nothing is sticking. And it's because we're watching these YouTube videos of how these guys throw, which is a lot how we throw now. Right. But I'm trying to like figure it out. Nothing's sticking. And I could just see it in my dad's face like, this plan's not going to work. Well, we get a little fed up with it. We go back over to Home Depot. My dad had bought the hatchet, like the smallest hatchet out there. Okay. And a lot of houses throw them. Well, we go over to Home Depot, and I'm like, dude, let's get that one. So we get the S-Wing, the one we throw in our house, the yeah, silver the, ones. The bigger, the bigger one. Bigger. Right? It's got more yeah. weight to it. It's so easier our, to throw. Yes, and our form was terrible, but we came back and baseball pitched that thing, and it was like, <laughs> stuck. And like you just see, like, oh, it's so up. much fun when And then we just kept going. There. Yeah, it was great. So then we just kept going. So then... You know, we're, then we're brainstorming from there. My stepmom comes out. She throws a couple, starts loving it. And all of a sudden, everybody's gears are turning. And we're just like, okay, how do we do this? Well, my dad had been building an Airbnb for his buddy, um, which is our business partner, Steve. Um, he'd been building an Airbnb for him. And they were throwing that together. And Steve was in a position, I think he wanted the same thing as my dad, kind of invest in something else. And so, like, I just came along at the perfect time for both of them. So he had that Airbnb. And underneath was a space, was a small rental space, right, a retail space. And we went over there and we're like, we need your spot. And he's like, well, you let me come on as a partner and let's talk about no rent or cheap rent and let's talk about this and be, and be a partner. Nice. And it, so it worked out. So he came in with his investment of the space. My dad came in with his investment of building it. And I came in with all of my savings. <laughs> I was like, let's do it. And so we built it. Uh, we built that first one. If you don't, because we didn't charge, my dad didn't charge and Steve didn't charge rent. So it's just my savings. We built that first one for 15 grand. Wow. Just to see if it was going to work, right? And that was that was the bare that was the wall and bare minimum 
And it was a like 17, one or two lanes. It was or... 1,700 square feet. It was actually eight lanes wow. because it was a long building. So we wow. put four throwing this way and four throwing this way at the same wall. Oh, wow. Like so, right in the middle of the wall. And when you built the first one, did you know that we need to put up chain link fence between them? Yes. So Backyard Axe Throwing <laughs> League, the, the original guys, they had been starting their league. And you could join and be a part of it and play leagues in your house and then tournaments at their houses right and like travel and so they if you they they gave you the full so they had like the full like this is how long it should be this Mm -hmm. is where your marker should be they had it all so we definitely cannot take credit for indoor axe throwing we can take we can take credit for indoor axe throwing for the first and or second uh in you in no we were first in utah first or second on the west and i don't I don't even think back when we did it in 2018, you guys even had the kill shots on the targets yet. Uh, we did. Know. We called them cans at the yeah. time. You because know what? I think they did. Were they? Yeah. I couldn't remember. They used to be called, so when it first started, they used to be called, uh, they still call them in, so there's two houses. There's International Axe Throwing Federation, and there's the World Axe Throwing League. We actually watched one of these on TV the so other the, day. It was you probably I watched, watched it more than once. So you probably watched <laughs> World World Axe Throwing League, because those guys, it's called Waddle for short. They're the ESPN sponsored ones. So they're yeah, the ones they're that the they're ones the big dogs. TV. They came second. International Axe Throwing Federation probably should have got it first, but the guy that owns Waddle is, a, I think, better at marketing or something and got ESPN to pick him up. Anyways, um, the, the original guys called it a clutch and they trademarked it. So you couldn't call it anything. Well, come to find out the clutch circle was the size of a beer can. There's a circumference of it. You could put a beer can yeah, over that it and makes hide sense. it, right? So then we just started calling them cans. And so it was hitting the can or kicking the can is what we started calling it. And so that's what we called it for a long time until just after COVID, I think we start, we joined a uh, world axe throwing league because they're on ESPN and my players can try and get all the way. Like that's we've had, so awesome. we had number two in the U S plays at our house. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Knighting and he plays, he's number two. He's out of, he's out of uh, Provo, but he comes up to us cause we're the only waddle one right now. Um, and, I think because he likes us, but anyways, mm-hmm. he's number two in the. He was last year number two, I think. So I don't know what he is this year. They're, and that's they're, a. I mean, that's a really crazy thing. So you just on a whim saw this stuff and was like, "This is a this is a good idea." And I don't know what it was. I really have no idea. But seriously, within within a year of you guys being open, there were probably six, seven, eight competitors advertising in the valley. That was the biggest that was the biggest problem with it, right? So our first location, we did what everybody else, all of our competition kind of did. And I'm not trying to badmouth people, but we did the same thing. It was very cheap to just put lanes up and rent us and rent a space. Like you didn't have to do much else. And people fell in love with it. Um I think now the ones that are still here along with us are learning that it to make it a longevity sport and a longevity activity the venues have to be pretty dang nice now because mm-hmm. a lot of us have gone to the back door, the back door ones that are kind of just like, we just put targets up and went to work. So like a lot of my competition now is putting in emphasis like we do to our venue. So after we moved to Ogden, we moved to Salt Lake, right? And then we did Salt Lake and that's where we got our first beer license. And that was a big game changer for us. And well, that was a challenge too, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because oh, I yeah. remember, well, I remember back in at the time you were doing it, that you guys had to follow some pretty strict guidelines because from your perspective, salt, the, the axe throwing is no different than bowling. It's perfectly mm-hmm. safe. Bowling balls, you're throwing a freaking heavy brick down the, the, yeah. the, you know, around brick down a lane. But what you guys are doing is, but I, I remember the state gave you some trouble. To it was brutal. It was brutal. So the first location in Ogden, uh, the first problem we realized, cause we were going to just going to do beer there, right? It was our, we were already open. Uh, there is a state law that if you are within a church, a temple, mm-hmm. a school, school, a library, or a public park, if you are within 600 feet, 
you can't have liquor license. as a recreational place you can have no this is the crazy thing as a recreational place you can have a you can't have a beer license we are recreational if you are a restaurant you can be like 400 feet and bars can be like 300 or something like that like you, you can get closer with the the higher alcohol content. it was weird <laughs> so anyways we were 500 i've yeah. measured it probably six or seven times we were 500 and like 97 feet like our front door to the front door of the ogden temple was like three feet and it was brutal so we went to Salt Lake. We made sure of that wasn't going to be a problem or any other things. We learned all the lessons. So we checked every law we could to make sure we were good. Um, and then we went and applied for our license. And yeah, it was brutal. They, they did not want to say yes to it. So the law at the time said for a recreational beer. So people that aren't familiar with the DABC laws, there's three different, there's four different ones. You can get a tavern license, which is a beer only 21 and over. You can get a restaurant, which is most of the restaurants, which allows you to do beer and I think wine. Yeah, wine. And then high point beers. And then you can do a full-blown liquor license, which is a 21 and over. They can serve whatever they want. And then there's a rec license. There's a few others, but those are the four main. The rec license is the ones that golf houses or golfing courses have and uh, bowling bowling alleys so that you can – it's like the unicorn of licenses. You can walk around with your beer. It can be an all-ages venue. But you can't get liquor or wine, right? You have to keep those within the actual bar if you have a bar license on yeah, that premise. Yeah, and so like, yeah, so some bowling alleys you go to, you can't leave the bar, but you can do it with a beer, but you can't with a, with a right. shot. If or you something. go to Pins and Ales yeah. on Seventy yes. Eighth and Redwood, they've turned over half of the bowling alley into the bar. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they put up a divider wall yep. with doors so they could have hard. So liquor you can walk out on the. So it was the best decision they made. By oh the way. yeah. Oh yeah, there's so many. It's so crazy how many places in Utah you can go there too and see that. You're like, that was an afterthought, that weird little mm-hmm. wall, because they didn't know the rules at the time, right? We have those. So we go to Salt Lake. We want to open it with. We open it up. It's a ten lane venue, and we want beer, right? Didn't think we were going to get it, so we went the BYOB route. So in the state of Utah, if you can hide the consumption, you can bring it. So. We created these private arenas, right? I actually mm-hmm. love that though. Like it was it really fun. We went there our, for our party. It was awesome it was the best decision we've ever made with or without the beer because yeah. people loved the privateness of, yeah because that's what we did we were in our yeah. own little well and it feels like okay, so bowling alleys sort of have that with the way they structure the lanes and the, yep. and that's kind of how it feels in that salt lake location that you do have you know it's not it's completely private space. but yes. it's your space and you're yeah. not competing with other people so in that we kind of took a we ton called, of people when we went so it was really nice to have us all yes just, we've been kind of nicknamed like the blue collar top golf because top golf has that feel yeah that, yeah like, top golf does too yeah that's right? a good point yeah and so we made those so that we could hide the consumption and then we're applying for our license at the time and that was a nightmare that that whole BYOB because people don't want to stay put they don't want to stay in those things they want to walk out to the restroom with their beer but they can't legally when it's a BYOB be it's all this nonsense it sucked we quit that after like a week um and went and got our beer license and uh went to apply for the beer license all was going well going for the rec license uh then at the law at the time it was written for rec licenses that if you are one of these 13 things or familiar enough to one or sorry close enough to one of these 13 things then you can get your rec license i mean we're like you've just already said chris we are bowling you're bowling with an axe. With so axes. It was like, it's like a similar thing yeah, yeah i mean the score so it was you know you're throwing something down a lane it's scored and it comes and you come back and you do it again and so we were able to argue that and the first abc place that we went the first abc commission that we went up against actually i mean they were they were kind of loving it. They were laughing and asking all kinds of questions. They were trying to say no, but like we were pretty prepared to where they couldn't really say no to it. So they were pushing and pushing and finally it just came down to it. It was like, all right, here's your license. They gave us that one, right? 
So then we opened up our Orem location. Our Orem location is no longer there. COVID ate that one up. We were having a hard time in Orem in the first place. Uh, that was lack of us putting in the homework on finding the right spot. I think if we would have mm-hmm. went Lehigh, we would have done better. Oh, yeah. But we went Orem, and yeah. it was kind of... It's Too just, south. yeah. Orem, you're in that. Orem's like a... It's no- like the middle. It's weird because Orem's a literally. really big town, but it's like in between BYU and the rest of civilization. It's, yes. it's Provo's yes. mini-me. Exactly. I was going to say, it's Provo 2. Point. Yeah, it's the it's same like, thing. Yeah. It's like the it's like the mid-vel of Provo. <laughs> yeah. And so we thought we were good there. We should have probably gone Lehigh. So we were always kind of struggling with that one, but we got a beer license like it was nothing because we couldn't, there was, they, they couldn't argue it anymore. Yeah. Nothing, right? Well, I bet Ogden, Lehigh would, I bet Lehigh would have been. I think Lehigh would have, I think Lehigh would have stayed open. Because, because Lehigh is like the first exit, mm-hmm. first or second exit over the so it's and there's a lot of nightlife. There's a lot. There's, there's a, a brewery. Lot of there's stuff a lot there, of restaurants. Yeah. Well, yeah, like there's all the tech. You got the Harley We're, place. You got yeah. the, what is it? Tap. But, like even even as far down as like American Fork, you still have tons Strapped of stuff tank. in yep. that space. Well, I even yep. feel like Lehigh's not that far away, but Orem feels. Yeah, Orem's that's far. Yeah. Orem, well, it yeah. really is. You go past the point of the mountain, and you think you're in Utah County. Utah County is huge. Yeah, it's really long. Well, like, it's Orem, freaking long. And, and Orem is like, Orem is a college town because of of UVU. UVU yep. But no one that goes to UVU lives in Orem. Like they're and, they're all commuters, and they don't have any money, dude. No, like, not right. to say anything no, wrong or mean. Students. No, but they're, but they're poor. College, they're poor college. So that kids. was what we went. Like everyone's like, the college is right there. The no. college because both people. I mean, both you, they still go out, right? So we're like, oh, we're right now, there. If you that put was it right thought. by the U. That would have been a whole different. Exactly, quality. they got money. Like we get a lot of U folks. So <laughs> I, yeah, not to say the wrong thing, but we opened up, and that was our thought. It was like all the college kids. It's going to be great. And then we learned real quick, college kids ain't got any money, right? No. So. That hurt, and then we weren't close enough to the tech to make the drive. That we had all the competition. When we opened Orem, we didn't know. There's no way to know this, right? Nine other axe throwing venues opened within three months of us. <gasps> oh my god! We all were building at the same time and had no idea. None of our realtors told us nothing. And I'm not kidding. I was probably within five minute drives of three out of those nine, and then wow. the rest of them took over the rest of the valley. So that hurt. We were struggling with that one from day one. COVID hit. Come to find out, it was, I think it might have been Blue Boutique or somebody. Somebody wanted our space, like wanted where we were at. And you're like, and okay, here yeah. you go. <laughs> so they came and the landlord came to me and said, dude, you guys can sign out, sign out of this right now and get out of it. And we're like, peace, we're out. Because Ogden and Salt Lake were doing fantastic and Ogden and Salt Lake were inviting cities. But, yeah. Orem was like, we don't care. Like I, I went to the city. I tried to apply to stuff. I tried to be part of festivals. They didn't care. Ogden and Salt Lake have done nothing but give, given us love, and we've been able to grow and do the, really well. The thing with the axe throwing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a pretty cheap build-out. Yeah, and so that's like what I was saying, I was trying to get at earlier, is like, so... I mean, cheap is relative. Yeah. For commercial space... It used to be cheap. That's what yeah. I'll say. For a commercial space, that's a pretty cheap yeah. build-out. Even yep. if you're spending 50, 60 grand, yep. that's a that's cheap, yeah, it's cheap, way we, cheaper. We built Orem. We built Orem with like 70 or 80, I think, yeah. at the most. Which is really cheap and that was for our any commercial at the yeah, time. For any commercial yep. thing. So, so we were competing. We got the license on that one easy. And then, like, I'm from Ogden. My first store's in Ogden. And I'm just like, dude, I can't have a beer at my own freaking store. It's right here. And so we were, you know, like any business, when you're on fire, you're planning world domination. So like we were like, okay, where should we go next? What where are we going to do tonight? Same and I'm thing like, we do every night. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to open up anymore without Ogden getting beer because I knew Ogden with beer was going to be successful. So the next store plan was turn the profits that we're making and let's go move Ogden down the street. And we had outgrown 1700 square feet, like within months. Oh yeah, for sure. We were grown out. So 
we actually went back to Ogden. This is the crazy thing about the DABC, too. Like, I'm you know, kind of complaining a little bit. I'm not trying to, but it's no, a pain. That's Don't okay. Worry. We're, it's, we're uh, in Utah. We talk about them we a lot. We complain about you them can't, sometimes, too. You can't, like... We've had Tanner Leonard. I don't know if you've heard of her. She does the... Like a layer? She, oh, yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. She's, she's had her been a couple on twice. Times. Yeah, so she's yeah. coming on giving you the earful. Yeah. yeah. So you can't... And it might have changed by now because I haven't... Oh, and actually, no, it didn't with Bad Caddy. You can't apply... And open until you have like 10 things in step. And mm-hmm. one of those is a lease. You have to have a lease first before you can apply. So you can't, you don't even know if for sure you can. You don't even can... know if you're going to get to do it. Well, exactly. And we've talked, we've exactly. talked to, we've talked to actual bar owners that are like, Hey, you know, the process for this, like we had to have our bar and we basically, you basically have to have everything done. Yep. And, and then hope well, that you get it. it. And then that's y- what I had to do yeah. for end up with my like, shop, but it was not a bar. You end up like Lamb's Grill, mm-hmm. open for seventy freaking years, and then they lose their liquor because license. they because they didn't uh, because file they sold something. it there was, and they forgot. Yeah, to do the I remember license this. Term. I remember yeah. this. Yeah, the, they forgot to the transfer. The and they were like, sorry, they didn't sell it. They made interior changes. Yeah. No, I think they did more than whatever. That, but. Whatever it was, yeah, Lamb's Bar and Grill, one of the oldest bars in Utah. Lost their liquor license. Lost their business. It's nuts. And so, yeah, so we had to do all that, found a spot down the street, moved, and we just spent, we were learning at the time that like, you gotta, you gotta spend the money now. So it's gotta have the interior fill. It's gotta be comfortable. It's gotta be nice. Gotta have AC. It's gotta have it all, right? Uh, so we put kitchen, uh, full menu. We put a bar in it with beer only. Um, and we put pool tables and the pool table came from having to, right? So we do all this stuff. We go to the DABC for the third license for Ogden. Finally, we have spent the most amount of money on this one. Okay. This one was over a 200K build. <laughs> we dropped everything in this one. Go to the DABC for the license. Denied. So they had yeah. changed the law that if that whole, if you're one of these 13 things, now it's just, you have to be one of these 13 things, right? Well, okay. So we came back a month later and I was like, and one of those 13 things is a pool hall. It doesn't say how many pool tables or anything. So I'm like, all right. So we came back a month later. I put in a pool table and I said, we're a pool hall with axe throwing in the back. And they couldn't fight it. We won it. And so we got our license that time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They have now changed it again. Now it specifically says anything to do with a weapon, which I could still argue that and say an axe is a tool, but anything. With anything with a weapon, they can't. It's so stupid. I, I don't know really, why they would deny it when it's clearly working. Because like, none of them have done it. And the fear is... So to be fair, again, we've talked about this before. The DABC does not make the laws. Yeah. They're tasked with yep. enforcing them, and they do a lot. Just like you said, like it's a pool hall with axe throwing in the back. The DABC commissioners are like... Okay, okay, fine. You've yeah. got another license. But like, then the legislature. We goes, figured out a way. Now. You figured out a way to get a license. We're going to give it to you. Yep. But the legislature, these jackasses that don't actually do this stuff, they don't they, get me in trouble now. I'll they've never. <laughs> they've never been. Most of them probably never been into one of your establishments yeah. and and seen what goes on and been like, oh, this is really cool. This is just people having fun. In their minds, people are getting drunk and handling and axes, and, and there's going to end up being a giant mind. injury. Which, okay, if that happens, that really sucks. And maybe you can react to that. But I promise your insurance is probably ridiculous. Yeah. Your yep. liability is say, outrageous. Your insurance is probably but keeping you more alive than the DA. Who's to say someone at a bowling alley isn't going to get drunk and throw a bowling ball at somebody's head? There's yeah. more fights yeah. at a bowling alley. <laughs> I see we're how drunk pretty, people get there. Yeah, we're pretty thorough. I mean, so we are very... So I will... St- 
preface this just so the DAC doesn't hate me entirely. We we are very thankful that we got the licenses that we have. Again, I don't think the, the DABC is never the And that's issue. the thing is most of the time, like every time we've gone for a license, we've had one or two people that are not down to do it out of that commission of like nine or ten. Yeah. But the rest are usually like, listen, it's obviously they're covering their bases. We, we keep it as safe as possible. We are not invincible. Stuff can happen, but we haven't had anything major happen, especially nothing major with beer involved, right? Exactly. Knock on wood. It's not like a shooting range with beer. Yeah. And so we go through a very <laughs> Which is a great idea, by the way. I just want to throw that out. So we go through a very thorough safety and training with every customer that comes mm-hmm. to the door. They have to sign a waiver, and then all of our stores are built as safe as we probably can get them to be with being axling. And so it is tough because, like, one of my one of my buddies, he's you know he's growing to be a pretty good friend of mine that plays in a lot of our tournaments. He has one down in Provo, or Pleasant Grove, and he's been fighting and fighting and fighting. And so we were trying to get... We were trying to open up a third social axe last year. Um, I say three because Gilbert or because uh, Orange closed. Yeah. So we're going back for number three. We're going to put it in Sandy over here by Best uh, by Sunday's Best. Oh, oh yeah, that'd yeah. be so yeah. fun. That's a great space. Yeah, that, that was yeah. So we wanted to put one over there, and we didn't know this law change had happened. Right? I didn't have any clue. And so same thing. I was about to sign the lease for it. Okay, about to sign the lease. My lawyer calls me. My buddy had been applying. I didn't know because I didn't know him that well yet. That was in Pleasant Grove. He got denied the day I was getting on the plane. He's got on a plane to go to Vegas. My lawyer called me. Read this article. You better hold off on signing because I was supposed to docu sign it and send it back to him. Oh. And he was like, "Don't sign. Hold on." So I'm reading the article. They had changed the law, and that's when Level Two Social. I don't know if you guys are familiar with mm-hmm. them. They open up. They just they uh, they were trying to get their beer license, and they got denied too. And they said the law had changed. So now if you're grandfathered in like we are, you can keep it. But anything going forward, you can't get it. And so it's a giant mess. Level 2 Social opened. Same thing. Had no idea. Spent a fortune. They had a pretty decent venue. I haven't been in it, but I heard it's nice. Yeah, I've heard it's nice. They, they're they another one in my – they're trying to do way too many things because well, it's not just actually Something must have happened because they just closed. Yeah, I don't think they were doing They just closed good. their doors like last month. But they, they went the restaurant route. So mm-hmm. when you went in there, this is the weirdest thing. You go in there. If you go to the restaurant and have a beer first, you weren't allowed to go back to the axe throwing. I don't think that's a DABC rule. I think that was their weird rule. And then, or you could go axe throwing and then go to dinner and beer, right? So they did it that way. And I just don't think it was meshing. You know, yeah, and I don't the, think they had a great restaurant. I, I know some folks that had went over there. Yeah, um, so something definitely wasn't meshing. It is next to like the best international just, market on the planet. But though. they that just make it awesome. really stupid because even like Dave and Buster's, like if you go to Colorado... Yep. You can walk around with your beer. That's because kids are going to get drunk if and you they, have your beer they, there. They will. They walk around like when you're gambling and offer you more liquor. But in Utah, you have to go over to the restaurant side and yep. eat and that drink. That was profusely disappointing because I'd never been to, to Dave & Buster's. But Chris had been talking about it for years on the podcast, and they finally opened one, and we went for your birthday, like right that after it opened. That was disappointing. And go to quarters. I didn't think any. I didn't think it would be any different. But man, it was a bummer. You could have a beer with your dinner, but then that was it. It was like no different than any fun center. Yeah. Like most of the fun centers are the same way. You have to go eat and then you can go do the activities. Yeah. There's the same. Quarters, I was there on when Quarters 2 was opening and they denied him a liquor oh. license because he wasn't quite ready to yeah, open. That sucks. And I remember he was like, dude, I just put half a million dollars on this store. Like I need a license. Like you can't keep pushing it. And they finally, I mean, obviously they got it and it's, that store is awesome. That's I'm, always the trouble with that. Yeah, I, I will say because you you had said uh, you know you guys you guys are really good. You do the safety demonstration, and everything else. I've been to other axe throwing places for work, like we, we talked about the one we went down to in in uh, St. George. And I will say the one thing that 
that I think, you know, your space is fantastic, but I actually think the space is probably secondary, at least from an experience standpoint of someone that's either never done it or has done it before. Um, the experience of how you guys actually do the instruction is huge because you, you, you get with a group, your, your people do show them the safety stuff, but you also, Show them how to throw the axe. Yeah. Like I've and been to, to g- and play the games. We played games. Somebody did, did you have a host? We did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, was, it, was, it was a awesome. late, it was a girl, but, but like she you go so to other fun. places and they're like, here's the waiver. Yep. Uh, you can only have one person in an alien at a time and don't yep. throw an axe if someone's in there. Like, okay, that's, that's garbage. Like that's not going to help like, someone. They're like directing you from the counter. No, step back a little bit more. No, no. Twist your, like, yep. you're like, dude, no. Yeah, that's, and I've like, like I said, not to, I, I toot our horn a little bit on that. And I appreciate you saying that because my staff will love that because they, 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 they kill <laughs> well, it's it. A hu- and they it's do a, an it's awesome a huge job. differentiator. And I'm a better axe thrower than most and of the makes, people that I've got axe throwing with, honestly. It love makes it. the experience for the person that's going there to do it so much better because prime example, we were in St. George at an axe throwing place and, uh, we, we were with Breeze two half-sisters, and uh, Talise, which, by the way, you should probably, because she lives up in Ogden, point them towards social Oh, I social should, because she would love yeah. it. But she'd never gone before. She'd never done axe None of before. them. So it was just Chris and I had, were the only and, ones who had done it before. And the guy didn't show them anything, and she was trying to throw axes, and, and you her could husband tell she was, was like, trying to really axes. trying not to get frustrated yeah. and be because like the, the party pooper, like but your, she was frustrated. Like your experience initially, she was throwing axes, and none of them were sticking. She couldn't get anything yep. to stick. And when you do that... The first three or four times, it's not bad. But when you're you like, do that learning. six, seven, eight, and nine, ten times, and it's not stick. getting in the wood, yeah. you're That's like, like this me sucks. at Top Golf. I can't hit the <laughs> well, golf ball. Oh, I like, can't either. It's but like bowling a gutter. Over. Every time. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Not fun. Yeah. It's no fun. So when, when we first that. did it, that's that's one of our biggest things. We we learned that that private space room was the key. That was the bomb. And then on, t- and we actually had been doing that in Ogden. We had a back room that you could rent. But anyways, we so we knew that right out of the gate from Ogden. The coach had to go through safety and then train and ensure that they stick. And then we learned all the little tricks, like the, buying the right lumber is a big thing. Nobody oh, yeah. understands that anymore. Like you can't, you, home, you can't get Home Depot. As well too. Yeah, and so and that and that, like where those are at. So we, like there's a pretty thorough training with our staff on the lumber quality, the axe quality, the sharpness, the handle, and then also the safety and then the training. And and my staff they kill it, man. They're freaking awesome when it comes to it. and it makes it so much more fun and. Full disclosure, they work off tips too, so they want to make sure you're gonna have fun, right? No, we tipped ours yeah. pretty. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, so yeah, we had a time. freaking blast. Like she was awesome. She was gonna play horse with us, and then we talked to her. Like we played some other yeah. word, she was awesome. and that's one thing that people it was like. Awesome. So when you get on our site, you go to one hour or two hour option, right? Um, the one hour is your date nights and your small groups, and that is definitely ran more like you're going to like a, a date night or something like that. So. We know we're not trying to invade on you. So we'll go through safety and training. There's a very thorough 10, maybe 15 minutes with you for your hour. And then it's like being a server at a restaurant. We'll check in and out. We'll give you new games. We'll pop back in. We'll make sure you're throwing good. And then go back and forth like that, right? And then the two hour is that private space room. That coach is essentially the host. I always try to describe it as like, you ever been river rafting or mm-hmm. like horseback riding excursions and you got that person just cracking jokes and telling you the safety? That's them, right? So that's what our coaches are doing. They're there to make sure you're having fun, make sure you're, it's all hosted. They run you through safety training, split you into teams. Yep. Three yeah, ours or was four. the two hour because it was the whole. Yeah. Yep. Three or four different games. Yeah. And yep. a bracket style tournament yep, at the end to find the best sure. thrower. Yep. And 
people don't expect it. And then they're just like, this was the most fun, especially like it's something most people in the group have either done it once or twice or never done it. So there's really no, like I'm really good at this type option. Right. And there, I'm, that'll probably another, be another decade till there's that problem. But so everybody just has a great time. And so that's where we've learned that we grow off of. And like, we do a lot of corporate events because of that party. Cause that word of mouth gets out and people that come in that work in the same department that probably don't even know each other's names are leaving like high-fiving and best friending yeah, it's a, and it's just It's a fantastic it. team building event. Well, one thing I like, so so I've done a lot of axe throwing. I'm, I'm no expert and I'm not ready to be on a league, but I grew up <laughs> doing it, scouts, yeah. and then just my dad. Anyway, so I've done quite a bit. But one thing that I really liked, like I said when you were talking about your axe, I like your axes. It's got to be yep. the right weight. Too light, it's hard to throw. Too mm-hmm. heavy, it's hard to throw. But when when we were at yours, that was just the right. What what are those about? Two so and those a half are pounds? about yeah, I think they're just under three. So about two and a half, and they're S wing right off the Home Depot shelf. Like that thing, that axe, you can throw it super light, and it's still going to do one rotation and hit the board. It may not stick, but it's going to do the proper rotation and and hit and probably stick because it weighs enough. Or you can baseball pitch it, which we do not recommend, and we will <laughs> yell at you if you do. But Usually it will still only do one rotation and hit. So it's a very good for us training and getting the people that come in macho that want a baseball pitch to the person that's a little scared and nervous that doesn't throw hard enough. It will still do the one rotation and stick the hatchets. They're all such different weights that they'll go all like some, some people baseball pitch. It'll do four rotations, hit bounce off the roof. Like it's nuts. Yeah. And so we know, and those we've noticed that if you do throw fast and you miss, Yes, it is still very capable of them coming all the way back all to way you, back. Yeah, but it is right. very far and few between. Like we have that hardly ever happen where the hatchets, we were seeing that like every throw. If you threw too hard and missed, it's and, all the way back. And yeah. it's so light, it's so fast, you don't even see yeah. it. This well, one you get like, a little bit of time. Those are like one and a half pounds, right around the one yeah. and a half pounds. Yep. And first. everybody just wants to throw them I as like hard the, as they can. I like the so. big axes. Yeah, and it's so those just, S-wings are the ticket. They they work really it's well. It's just weighted right, and yep. all I can say is you'd have to throw it to know. Yep. It just feels right, and when you let it go, it, it's... You know it's going to do it, one, and... Yep. And the funny thing, though, S-Wing won't back it. They really? don't want, They don't like it. They won't do it. They won't... Oh, I, I mean, funny. as far as our, our, like, trying to reach out to them has gotten, the answer is always like, we don't recommend it. We don't like it. We don't, don't want people to use our axes. Caution, like caution, caution. But, dude, I mean, we probably... Like, they're probably on fire since Axe Throwing started, because everybody started with an S-Wing. Now you're seeing a lot of houses change it up. But it was all S wings at the beginning, right? So I, I do want to talk a little bit about that because I I think you know with the uh, with the existence of it being an actual sport that's recognized, yeah, and having a TV contract with ESPN, um, it's not even ESPN eight the Ocho. It's it's, it's yeah, not even the Ocho. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like now, number three, I think. Yeah. Sometimes it's like. Late at night, yes. ESPN, yep. like the same time that they're playing. Sponsored like, by Bimbo. Yeah. My, my favorite <laughs> Bimbo. things to watch on ESPN late at night are Cornhole Championships yep. and, and Action. Oh, I like watching Forges and Fire, but that's not an ESPN. I like the, the lawnmower races, too. <laughs> yeah. But so with that, I mean, and like I said, it's it feels a lot like bowling. So do you guys do leagues now that oh, you've yeah. been around for a while? Oh, yeah. We've been doing leagues almost since we started, and it's just gotten bigger and bigger. Right now, we're part of World Axe Throwing League, so we signed that contract. We're with them, so we host those leagues in our region. Um, and so we do a league every season, uh, so every, like, fall, summer, all that jazz. Uh, they're eight weeks long. You play for seven weeks, basically just trying to be, you know, the best that you can be. You play four matches a night. So you're going to play against four competitors every night of that, of the one night a week. So Monday night league, four matches. Next Monday, four, four and matches. And it's all individual. All stuff. individual play, right? 
And is there such is there a team? Is that I'll is tell that, you. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So okay. we go. So that's the normal <laughs> one. Goes all the way to week seven, and then you play a championships. And we do. That's where we kind of do a little bit different. So there's a championships in each house, and then we'll do a state showdown. And we'll bring both houses together. We got a big WWF style belt oh, that the so winner awesome. takes home. It's so cool. They never, so they take it home for that time. They have to come back and defend it, right? So they don't ever get to keep it unless they keep winning. Just like the UFC. Yeah, it's awesome. And then, and then yes, we have other ones. So we have a duels and duels is crazy because you throw on a team of two and you're two people in one lane. You're shoulder to shoulder and you're throwing at the same bowl at the same time. Wow. Yeah, same time. It's, it's a little sketchy, That's but it is trippy. fun. It is fun. <laughs> like it's I more, can't bowl with somebody. It would be really good. It would be much better if you had like a righty and a lefty together. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when you have, yeah, cause yeah, exactly. Two righties, two, you have two righties and they're like close, but it's, it's a good time. And then we do a big X league. So we throw like a, you know, it's probably I two love those three big, footer. I love I those can't. Big and we'll throw those further back and it's the same playing rules, but it's just a farther away and bigger X. So we do those three leagues. Um, and we're looking to grow that. So we do skill series. So skill series is, and it's, we should probably rename it cause nobody has these kind of skills, but it's like, you'll come in and do like a timed underhand where you'll have to hit four lanes in a row and just throw them as fast as you can. Oh, and wow. it's crazy. So, so we'll do a little like, bit of those. Kind of like the, the sharp shooting. Yeah. Where exactly. you have to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so we'll do that. Those are more for fun. Those are more fun for people that are just like getting into league. Cause like axe throwing. I mean, it's very, it's becoming very robotic, man. These guys, they will line up their axe the exact same way on their hand. They'll stand the exact same spot on the floor. They'll hold it just like so. And I mean, you won't see them differentiate hardly ever on their throw. So like pitchers with so their, with you just like, it's getting to the point. You can't beat some of them ever. Like you that's, just know. That's right? what professional sports is. Exactly. That's I'm not how, saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. That's how all professional But it's like encouraging it. us to look at just opening like a beer league or something like, Hey, you score an average of 40. You should probably play here or something. Like you have a hand, like figuring like, out yeah. a hand. See, and that's the one like, thing that acts on throwing. We can do a beer league. You're not yeah. gonna, you're not gonna practice after this league. Yes. Beer league. Yeah. Because axe throwing doesn't have that like, that golf or, or bowling handicap to put you into a different rank. Um, it's just you're either good or you're not. So we started doing a skill series and other stuff because then they still have stuff they can play because the pros aren't that good at it. They're practicing that one robotic stance and throw. So then everybody kind of levels when they do the skill series games. And so those are fun. So that's what we do right now with our league. And it's, it's pretty big. We just did the Rocky Mountain Axe Throwing Tournament, which is the one that we created and host and it's on open. So we had people, we had people fly in from, we had Denver this year, Hawaii this year and Idaho and, um, Arizona come up this year. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so we played that. And then on over the Halloween weekend, we're doing the, uh, social axe throwing mountain regionals, which is actually, if you win it, you get a seat at the world throwing championship in december which has like a fifty thousand dollar first place prize like it's crazy right that's so, so cool so i think so. you did you ever see the movie kingpin yes i mean it's, we live in that world man <laughs> we live in that world for sure it's awesome though oh man that's fantastic but, yeah and so, so oh go ahead oh no go ahead you i was gonna say that's yeah that's that's the league that's what we do it's you know so that's awesome so i want to talk a little bit because i i had no idea you had mentioned it uh early on but you've you've just started another business bad yeah. daddy golf yeah Hey, and I know we scheduled an hour, but by no you're means fine. I'm, I'm oh, good, good for the night. So if you're good with time, we, we don't need to rush. I'm, I'm good. In, so. We say that in case some we people, have to stop if you got to go. Every time something. we do an episode on our show, I'm always like, dude, I wish we did more two by like two hours. But we always schedule one. So I get you. <laughs> yeah. So. We just, we try to keep it to one if, yeah. if guests do have time schedules, but if you're good to keep going, yeah, we're good, man. Let's be honest. So, yeah, so we, we want to hear about this. Yeah. So we just opened up a new one. So this one was inspired by the change in beer law. So pretty much Utah came out and said, 
you can't open axe throwing venues with beer in Utah. Like that's 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 the law right now. So you're kind of maxed out. So we're maxed, right? Um, so we in between that, just to touch on it for a second, we opened up our first franchise location. So we opened up one in Gilbert, Arizona. If you're awesome. familiar with Arizona? Uh, yep. It's right outside that's of good, Phoenix. Good spot to put it. Yeah, it's been awesome. We're actually I'm heading down there Thursday. We're putting in outdoor lanes for a patio outdoor oh, lane. That's well, perfect. For the weather down yeah, there. I'm excited. So we just opened that one. That one's been doing like it's been doing pretty good. We're pretty happy with that one, and we're we're probably going to push the social acts brand to franchise because of all the experience we've had with this one that's probably where it's going to go if it does open if we do stay in utah and open more i envision a farmington station no beer venue or i envision a park city 21 and over full liquor license venue but i get terrified of the idea of serving whiskey and stuff so i don't know if we'd do that but those are probably the last two that's on here so anyways we learned that hard lesson that social acts might be done in utah and I want to push, I want to focus on the franchising, but I, I just, dude, I love it. Like I love, I love the nightlife business I bet, stuff. I bet it would do great in Vegas. Oh yeah. I think so too. And so <laughs> we just, like, I fell in love with it and I would love to do it in other states. And that's kind of one of the goals, but I just love being part of my community, being in the city, being in Ogden or Salt Lake, either one and having a business that people love to come to and they like, they have a great experience. And so we saw these golf simulators, right? Um, which Chris sounds like you're pretty familiar with. So true golf simulation or simulators have been out for a while and we had tried some trackman ones. I actually went to a place in Vegas and tried one out. It's actually, ugh, what is it called? Five iron. Yeah. And they're, they're yeah, probably, we yeah, they're probably the biggest in the game. So and I'll, when it comes to indoor golf, they're probably the biggest. In and the I'll game. tell you, like people don't realize. So, cause I did stuff with true golf, like st- 10 years ago mm-hmm. when they were first really kind of getting off the ground. So true golf's been around for a long time. Yeah. They own the software side yeah. of golf simulators. They are the software on almost every golf simulator in the world, like 90 plus percent market share. They're probably, they're the slow horse, man. They're the ones you aren't, you're not paying attention to. And I think in the next decade, they're going to be everywhere type and, thing. And golf simulators, like you think of like the old school, like you take a swing and it hits a it's nothing like that now. No. Like they are, you, you take, you want to talk about augmented reality. These things track your ball when you hit it. They show you the trajectory of your ball. You're on a freaking golf course. Yep. Like they're, is, they're taking into account the dimples on the ball and everything. They'll tell you where you hit wrong, where you hit right, why you hit wrong, why you hit right. Like they cover a lot of stuff. I'll tell you some of their new stuff off the air. You'll like love it. it. I love uh, it. But, but, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So they, okay. So we seen these. I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good golf, a pretty decent. Oh, never mind. I like to golf. I'll say that. <laughs> I like to golf. I suck at golf, but I like to golf, right? Um, so I could see, I could see the passion of making this an indoor venue. And it was almost the same thing that we started to realize with our competition for axe throwing is it's just like the bare minimum. Like people are just renting a spot, putting in a simulator and you could go. And then we're even seeing that it was like, they were just doing gyms. So it's just a membership to go, right? Not to bad mouth. Like T-Box has opened up, and T-Box is a fantastic spot, and they're taking over Utah. You'll see them probably here within no time. Well, and in places like but, Utah, these are these are genius things yeah. to open because we don't have golf. Right. Like five, and so they, the yeah, exactly. And so they, so like T-Box is open. They're another great Utah company, but they're focusing on the gym aspect of it. They're training, and you go to train, right? But nobody was throwing anything at the actual life night lifestyle of it right and so we just our wheels started turning on that one and so we went down a rabbit hole with that i went out to vegas and tried a nightlife venue version and came home was like we need to do one of these and bad caddy became a thing and we just started throwing all our efforts at it and we opened that in june um 
beautiful venue in my opinion. Obviously, it's mine, so I'll say that. But <laughs> you come in and we've, we've got like old-timey golf photos on the wall. We've got a funny neon that says it's all in the hips that you can take a picture mm-hmm. underneath. We've got old – we've got artwork drawn up of like Happy uh, Happy Gilmore and nice. Caddyshack and like our, our logo is a gopher. Um, and then we serve beer, we serve delicious pizza and it's, it's a ton of fun. So yeah, it's it? on uh 451 South 300 West. So it's right, right across downtown. from Pioneer Park. Yep. Right downtown. Oh. And so we're right over there and it's been, so we opened up in June. So the first two months were brutal. Like they weren't doing good. I mean, it's still golf season, right? Ever since it started, the sun started going down, started getting cooler. We've started getting busier and busier and busier and it's been, it's been good. So we're excited for the future because I think now we're, we're seeing it. Um, and yeah, another big thing for me for opening the indoor golf too was like, dude, I don't know why, I don't know if it's cause it's always on the news or what, but I'm terrified of the water problem. And I feel like golf, no, I agree. golf's probably going to go away you, first. You saw you know? our yard. Like, oh yeah. That's I let my yard die. I, yeah, did, I said, totally nope. Yep. We kept ours in the back just, just enough that the dog wouldn't ruin it. Yep. But like it's not green by any semblance. Of- yeah, and so like if you play to Chris's point, these things are so realistic. They are not real golf. They will not compete with real golf. If you are a big, huge golf fan, real golf well, is still going to win every you're day. Missing out but, on man. like the walking the course yes. and everything else, but, but they are a hard a second for but, sure. But They're the thing good. is, you can <laughs> play with these simulators. Yes. You can play on Pebble Beach exactly, and the holes are like they are on Pebble yep. Beach. The balls roll the same. The, the, the distance that you hit is very, very accurate. Like yep. they're using similar technology to what, in fact, better technology to be quite honest than what say the PGA uses to track balls, real balls hit on golf courses. Yep. Like if you watch, if you ever watch golf and don't cause it Why sucks to watch. I hate watching <laughs> golf, but when you watch golf and you see them hit, you'll actually usually see, um, it's, it's clever. They'll either cut away. Yep. And cut back, or when they do the ball track, you'll actually see it bounce. It, like a- after the initial arc, the ball tracking will reset to where the ball's at, and it really kind of jerks. So they've gotten really good at like cutting away when that happens, because their software can't even track the ball well enough, and they all have yeah. like stupid microchips in them and stuff now. Yep. So yeah, so we focused on when we found that that was what we were looking for is the right simulator that would do that. These simulators are awesome. You can play, we have 110 different indoor golf courses. So you can play golf all day, every day. And then on top of that, we have about 12 to 15, uh, top golf style indoor golf range games that you can play that are just for fun. Um, and then on top of that, we have another thing called the E6 sport, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, it's only right now it's only like seven or eight games, but it's supposed to be like 15 to 20 in the next year of just other indoor fun games you can play. So that's where we got the social X feel to it. Like you can, like you don't golf. That's fine. You can kick we'll soccer you, balls at the screen. Yeah. You can kick <laughs> soccer ball. You can play dodgeball. You can play baseball. And it's just a, a bunch of different simulations that you can play that are a great time. So that when you come in with that group, that's like, I don't swing golf clubs. What are you talking about? We are not going to act like we're pros. Like we are at social X. Golf is the, is the chess of sports. It is the most complex. We will definitely give you a quick rundown how to hold, how to stand, how we recommend a swing. But past that, you need golf lessons if you want to get really good at golf, right? right? So we give you a quick lesson, and then it's, we focus on the entertainment. We focus on the party. Okay, you don't golf that well? Here's what we recommend you play. Oh, you are golfers? How much time do you have? You want to play for an hour? We recommend these five par courses. Oh, and then it's like, oh, you just want to hit, hit the ball as hard as possible? Play this game. Which is which is why Top Golf does so well. Yep. Because it right. took 
the aspect of the driving range that people liked, which was hitting the balls, and then added the fun social aspect yes. to it. And there are people that go to Top Golf and they're just dry. It's just a driving range for yep. them, and they'll go at lunch, you know, two three times a week. They have the membership thing. And there are people like me that just go and hit the ball and don't care what happened because I'm really bad at it. Yeah. But I don't. You still care. have a good time. You, it's yeah. fun. You and just you try. You're, you're just good, trying right? not to fall off yeah. into the net that saves you from exactly. getting injured. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which so I've that's seen. what. No, my favorite thing is is I always forget where my heels, and so I always try and golf in the heels for the first couple of times to see if I can do it. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that was like we saw the same concept of social acts. We're like, we could totally do this indoor. Yeah. It'll be a great time, and we can do it on a social level. That's what we focus on. So we focus on the venue being fun. You know, TVs everywhere and fun stuff that's like on the walls. It makes it a good and time. And there's not a lot of those type of venues out there. Yeah. Uh, yep. At all. Anywhere, let alone in Salt Lake. Yeah. But so that's what we try to focus on with that. And so we have seven simulators. Um, we can top out at about 60 people as a comfort level for that venue. So we can do pretty large parties. Um, or you can rent a bay and just play on your own. And it's, it's a ton of fun. And then we also, we focused, we, we hired somebody to help us with our food menu because we learned in Ogden, which our food menu in Ogden is great now, but we learned in Ogden mm-hmm. that food is really, really hard. <laughs> so it it's hard to get right and consistent. We, yeah. So we hired He's somebody to put together. Business, so. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. So our menu is not big. It's a one pager, but a it's smart, good. That's a right? smart move. That's perfect. Yeah. So we focused on like, we have like 15 items tops, I think that are good. That's, we know that people want. That's to what you need. Yep. That's what and you so, need. You don't need fifty items. Nope. Because people aren't going to order. You don't need order. to be the cheesecake factory. No. People no. aren't going to. You don't have that much freezer space. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's well, what people want. Wings. They want pizza. They want yep. like just that. That's yep. what they want. And then we just put a little Fries. artisan to it. Like our pizzas, we have some fancy ones. Like we got like a prosciutto and fig. Right. We got so a prosciutto and so arugula. We just put some fancy ones on there, along with your meat lovers and your pepperoni. And people love it. They have a great time. You know, we have margarita and all that jazz. And then our wings, we put on some fancy sauces, and that was it. Pretzel bites and pretzel bites. At a place like that, that's what people want. Yeah. yeah. You yep. want and you want it to be good. Yeah, you we know. want to make sure they will actually eat it because I think I'm not trying to badmouth them, but it's kind of like what you just said about level two. I think there was some stuff going on where their food wasn't the greatest. So yeah. the idea of having to eat after, like people at Social Acts, they're not going to eat after. They're eating there or they're going to dinner after. Yeah, right. There's exactly. no like we're going to stay another hour and eat. Um, and that's probably the same thing. Like my menu, I will say, is delicious at Bad Caddy, but it's probably the same thing. They're not going to stay after. They're probably no. going to play and they're either going to eat there or they're going to go down the yeah, street. Yeah, it's about doing everything at the same time and yeah. having that social experience. Well, like same yeah. with Top Golf, you're not going to. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna do your round of golf and then. Well, go. and yeah. the thing yep, is, exactly. the thing is, when you do an activity like that, whether it's social axe throwing or the golf or even bowling, it's one person doing it in the exactly. lane and four people doing nothing but chatting. Exactly. And so, what's perfect with that? Beer and finger foods of some sort, yep. like that they can eat and then something walk you can throw in your and, mouth as you're yeah. walking well, up. Because then you're exactly. up for two or three minutes and then you're sitting down for yep. ten. Yeah. Yep. So that's a, like that's the focus that we try to put on, and then the, just the atmosphere, the music, look and feel of the place. And like I said, we are four was June. How long ago was that? Four months ago. Four months, we're four yes. months in, and we are finally taking the uptick where we're getting that's excited. Awesome. We got a competitor that just opened that I'm actually excited about because it's going to help spread the name. But there's one in it's called X Golf down in Salt Lake, or we're in Salt Lake. Uh, X Golf down in uh, Harriman. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so at Traverse Mountain. That's where they're oh, at. That okay, new, okay. That new fancy that place. New, okay. So I'm excited because they just opened as well. And so now there's two of us really advertising in the indoor. And so, and I met that guy at the DABC and he was like, I, I wanted to make it a goal to come talk to you. And I was like, <laughs> why? And he's all, well, he's like, 
we can be enemies or we can be frenemies, man. Like, what do we do here? And I'm like, perfect. Where do you want to open and where do I want to open? And let's work together. So it's, it was really nice. Like I've got him, I'll put him on the call. If I go for a location too, if I do that, I don't know if we will, but if we do, I can get him on the call and say, Hey, we're going here. No reason. Cause that's what we didn't do with axe throwing. So in yeah. Orem, there was nine of us. <laughs> yeah. That's what you were saying. Like, so that's, that's why crazy. I told, I gave him that same story. I'm like, dude, this is fantastic. If we can, you know, be friends like that. So I'm happy he just opened like last Friday. That's and great. Now he's spreading the word as well for indoor golf. So, so I got one more real question for yeah, you and, no then, and then we'll let you, uh, plug everything and, and, uh, head out. Easy peasy, man. So you're a, you're a Utah and you were born yeah. and raised here. You've set up shop and opened some fantastic businesses. What is the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in your life here? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. I, a lot of things. The biggest one that comes to mind is that Utah is a freaking hidden gem and has such a bad rep that is changing throughout the rest of the U.S. Like, I really hate the Mormon jokes when they come in. You have five wives? And, you know, and I heard you can't do anything here. It's all illegal. And I'm like, dude, this is like one of the most beautiful states. Granted, we're losing our water and it's having issues. But it's one of the most beautiful states. And it's one of the only states in the U.S. that you can do everything within like six hours. Yep. You could be in the desert. You could be in the mountains. You could be at a lake. You yep. can be at all of it. The only thing you can't do inside of... And not even six hours. Like literally yeah. within an hour, you're in any spot, climate wise and yep. and activity wise, outside of the ocean. Yep. Yeah. But if you want to get close to the ocean, Bear Lake yeah, is it's huge. Damn close to the ocean. Yeah. You have sandy beaches like that, or you yep. can go down to Lake Powell and get mussels on your boat. Yeah. Yeah. So I think <laughs> I think that's probably just like the biggest thing that drives me nuts because I love Utah so much. I've been born and raised here and lived kind of all over it. Um. That yeah, it's just, that's one of the, I guess the thing that I noticed that people don't realize is that it's just it's freaking awesome. People that are moving here like crazy. Don't get me wrong, it drives me nuts. I'm like, get out. There's too much. Whatever. Don't take the space. I want to buy. Water. I want to buy that house. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're buying the house. I can't afford that house now. But uh, there, I love when they come in and they just realize it. And like our downtown lifestyle is growing like wildfire oh, too. It's yeah. like I like we're definitely not like you go to Denver. There's fifteen thousand more breweries, but it's we're getting that same feel of that downtown Denver, or the Seattle, are or Oregon. Exactly, our breweries are better. And you guys got Talisman up in Ogden. I love those guys. Yeah, Talisman's awesome. And then we just got who just opened? Uh, Utah was probably the most recent. No, Ogden River. Ogden yeah, River. Oh, Ogden River that's, there, that's, that's our right. most recent. They have a beautiful brewery right on the river. And there's there's so. like three or four right now that are under construction. Yeah, like they're just popping up yeah, everywhere. It's great. So, it's fantastic. Yeah. And so I just think I love – I do love the change that we're seeing, and I love that people realize that, uh, that Utah is an awesome place and that you can have a great time here and, and live here and build a good life. And, yeah, there's some – Probably some politics that might drive you nuts or some religion that might drive you nuts, but everywhere's got that. So. Exactly. Everywhere's got something, and at yeah. least here, you're in the middle of something beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you can be, there's not another place, there's not another ski town, I don't think, unless you're like literally in like Jackson Hole, that you can be to the mountain in 40 minutes or less. Like, you go skiing mm-hmm. in Denver, you're two hours out. Well, and not just one mountain, by the way. Yeah. Not just like one ski four or resort. five right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the really good ones aren't up in Park City. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, there's four or five right here in the valley, and then you go to Ogden Valley, and there's two. Uh-huh. And they've all got hotels and resorts. It's all awesome. Like, Oktoberfest, my wife and I just stayed there two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. that is one of the best times of the year. It's right fun, there. man. It's <laughs> great. It's a great time. So, so uh, where where are your locations, and how do people, you know, what are your hours, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, so if you're looking for Social Axe Throwing, we are at Social Axe Ogden, 2581 Lincoln Avenue. Uh, Salt Lake is 1154 South, 300 West. Or if got Gilbert, Arizona, if you're down there in the desert, you can go over to Gilbert. I don't have that one memorized. Uh, 
and you can get all, you can book any of those at socialaxthrowing.com, um, or reach out to me, Braden at socialaxthrowing.com. And then, uh, if you're looking for some indoor golf, uh, it's, we got one right there on third West as well in Salt Lake. It's called Bad Caddy SLC. If you're on Instagram, uh, social X is social X throwing. Um, I have a lot, so I'm just tagging everything I can That's think of. That's fine, but, man. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for taking the time to talk to us. No, I appreciate um, it. I, I, it's been fantastic. Julia, do you have a, uh, a thing, I a do. card? We've been doing them in your absence, so the box is almost empty. Cool. Cool. We do Oracle you cards. Let me pull the last purple one. What is this? Pick Oracle a card. cards. You're, you're going to love it. And you read the just circle. Is this like a, a future card. prediction thing? Not no. exactly. Okay. You'll find I'm, out here in a second. You'll like right. it. So pick, pick a, a card. card. Okay. And then you're going to do the uh, circle side first. He's got it. The Which is, it's the last read purple the si- one. Read the side first and then read the back. Okay. Put the fucking phone down. I love it. Too much screen time is making you awkward and sad. Go talk to a live person. My fucking <laughs> wife is going to die when she hears that. Because that's true, man. Well, and that's, that's hilarious. I mean, you put the phone down. Go to social axe throwing. Exactly. Have a good time. Exactly. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for this week. Um, you can follow us out on social media at TNU Podcast or go visit our website, thenewutah.com. It's being updated now. It is. Yes, it is. Great. Or hotdog-water.com. Uh, also a great website that you could go visit. Nice. Um, I would encourage you to go visit Social Axe Throwing. I absolutely love the place. Um, it's a really fun place to do small events uh, and definitely book them in advance. Don't just show up. And expect to have appreciate that twenty people yeah. be able to do it because that's probably not going to happen. It's a fun yeah. date night, but it's also a fun like couples group yeah. thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a blast. You. you won't regret it. I've done it for work and socially now. So. Sweet.